One, two, three, four. Today it's Ryan and Chris. We've got a special guest. He's a teacher, a community leader, and he needs his lawn mode. The Spoils of Akron, the Spoils of Akron podcast. So. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Spoils of Akron podcast. And this here is a show about the art, culture, and eccentric residents of the Rubber City. Now, it has been a while, my fellow Akronites. I have not been on the podcast for a while. I've just been busy. You know, I had my hand injury earlier this year, but then we came back, but then I went away for a little bit. So, Chris... It is so good to be back. How are you doing, my friend? Great. It's good to be back. It's good to have you back on on board. I know it's been Liz and I for a few weeks. I know. This is kind of retro. We're not recording at Urban Eats or Musica right now. We're back at the library. Do you remember when we used to... You know, our our guest today, we'll introduce him in a second. Our guest, he asked us, how long you guys been doing this? And I was like, for over a year. And I remember those first couple of episodes where we were in like one of these very same rooms here at the, here at the library. Like, it was always weird because we were always in a line, so <laughs> it wasn't really an interview much as we were talking sideways to people. It, it was a lot of side-eye. Yeah, it was a lot of side, like a si- like stank-eye, like <laughs> side-eye stank-eye. But, I mean, Fish it's eye. good to be back. It's, it's good to be here with you, my friend. But go ahead, introduce our fabulous guest. Sure. Um, he's a friend of mine, and I've known him for a number of years. Um, his name is Greg Milo. He's a teacher at Hoban High School. Uh, hi, Greg. How are you today? All right, Chris. Thanks for having me on. And, and you teach uh, social <coughs> studies, right? Yeah, I'm a right? social studies teacher. Mm-hmm. And, and you have um, referred a number of talented student writers to the Akronist, and I know that you've incorporated some people out in the community in your, in your class projects, and I've been happy to be a part of that. Um, and, and another thing Greg does, and we'll, we'll, I'm, I'm going to jump around a little bit, but he's also part of this group called uh, Project Hope, right? Mm-hmm. And every right Wednesday... These guys go out, they pack a van full of students, some food, warm clothes, and they visit um, people who are homeless throughout Akron in, in the tent cities and people who are the kind of the hidden homeless, not the people with the signs on the corners who I, I debate and, and question how many of those people are actually homeless. Um, but yeah, Greg, he does a lot. You know, There's probably a lot more he doesn't do that we'll find out about today. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so Greg, uh, what what is your what is your normal day like at Hoban High School? <laughs> normal day. Well, let's see. Once my cat wakes me up about four thirty, that's about the same time that I some somehow I get to the gym. I don't know how I do it. What? I'm, I'm I'm half asleep, so somehow I get to the gym, go through my swim routine, get to school about six fifteen, because I need an hour to be able to think. Because once that hour is done, then all the kids hit. <laughs> You know, and then you can't think anymore. No, that's kids problem. are not conducive to thinking. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. So, <laughs> that's something you, as a teacher, figure out maybe in year eight. That uh, you need that one they, hour. Yeah. So listen here, uh, future teachers out there in Akron, listen. You have it from. You hear it now from Greg. You need to take a one like your one hour me time before school every day. Correct. Right. Unless I'm just giving away how not very awesome of a teacher I am that I need that extra hour. No, no. I I would think that it's important. I mean, in any job, I like to try to get there early at my job. I'm a machinist. I don't have to deal with anybody else but myself all day. But I like to get there early to make sure my toolbox is ready. Yeah. If I had to deal with just myself all by myself on a regular basis, 
Hmm, that wouldn't last very long. I tell you what, I'm they, a very difficult person. You hear a lot of voices. Yeah, a lot of voices in your head telling you to do stuff. I'm just, I'm just happy I get to sit here and talk with you guys. Yeah, I mean, we still have voices in our heads. Uh, yeah, right now, <laughs> yeah. It's through headphones. Literally, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so you know, another thing Greg does that I find fascinating is is he travels all over the world and he takes his students on these trips. Um, and and most recently, you were. Um, you were in Poland, right? Poland, yeah. Yeah, and and what mm-hmm. what inspired that trip? And tell me a little oh, bit man, about about that good, that well, voyage. <clears throat> yeah, that trip was kind of spawned from. Well, so I, I usually coordinate my trips with another teacher at Hoban, Micah Kraus. He's the art teacher. So for, on our last trip that we were on, that was at Kosovo. We just started to get the bug. Okay, where do we go next after this? This is actually happening when the trip to Kosovo with our students isn't even done yet. We're trying to figure out where to go next. So, and usually it's a two year process. And then little by little, you start to, to build, build that project up. And, but it takes two years to fully build that up. It kind of does because you need a year because we like to, we don't like to go through a travel agency. We kind of like to build the the project ourselves so that we get to go where we want to go. And, and we have a thing where we like to make it overly complicated. (laughs) It's not, (laughs) So we want to plan everything and go. I was gonna say, to... do you take that two years to make it easy on yourselves? But does it? It sounds like you take those two years so you can do, do it more complicated. Yeah, in a way, yeah. Okay. I mean, you, you kind of want a year off just so you have because we usually do it during spring break, taking maybe a couple weeks, the week before spring break, and into spring break, and go on a trip. So you kind of want a year where you have that spring break for yourself. Um, but yeah, it's. It takes a while to, to plan it out. I don't know. I, now that I think about it, I don't know where the Poland, Czech Republic, Berlin trip came from. But are, are a, you are you a Polophile? Like most <laughs> people are Anglophiles. You just you're yeah. into Polish culture. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's something about Eastern Europe that's very attractive to us because mm-hmm. it's cheaper. So mm-hmm. you can go a long way, you know, and you know, fewer dollars. So that part's nice. And then we, we kind of had a theme going. Once we kind of got rolling with it, we had a kind of Cold War, World War II theme. That was then, this is now, so what's changed? And how are those countries democratizing? Um, so it fit, and so since Micah's an art teacher and I'm a social studies teacher, there's kind of a history component that goes with it, and there's also an art component. So we met with art teachers and art artists along the way, local artists as we kind of bounce from city to city. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty awesome trip. It sounds like it. So, so what are some other uh, locations you've taken students to? I heard yeah. Kosovo. Yeah. Is that one? Kosovo. The one before Kosovo, that was Kosovo. Um, the, the thing that made the most recent trip difficult is that we traveled from country to country. So we, we were in Poland, took a night train to Czech Republic, to Prague, and then we took a bus up to Berlin. How many kids do you usually take? That one was 10 kids. Okay. Uh, but the trip before that in Kosovo, it was only five kids, and we we like it to be. Is there like really... a sweet spot of like kids, like manage manageability with these kids? Yeah, zero. <laughs> 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 but uh, the small numbers work better because we like to be on the move mm. and jump in a van and go somewhere. So that's much easier. You don't have to get two vans or get a large van. You just get a regular yeah. van. Like I've done trips in. Paris before with like 20 kids and then you're so worried in the metro did all the kids get on oh my gosh it's it's, kind of it's stressful enough just having one kid that you're responsible for yeah 
I don't even have kids, and that just sounds stressful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have cats and dogs, and that's stressful <laughs> enough, let alone going overseas with kids. Well, and you can always um, – I, 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 this could be a good tactic for getting them to behave themselves, you know, threaten to leave them behind. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're going to leave you in, you know <laughs> – we're gonna leave you where where it's cold and and people don't have internet. <laughs> yeah. By the end of the trip, I think they'd be okay with that. Um, hey, just leave us behind. Yeah. Okay. And, sorry and about some that. Static. <laughs> no, that's okay. You got it, Chris. Yeah. yeah maybe that's okay. just my stomach. <laughs> Your stomach. Are you hungry, Greg? Uh, no, I just. No. <laughs> I was trying to come up with an excuse for you guys. Your stomach st- stomach sounds like a lady talking on an internet. I know. Okay, yeah, we, we mentioned earlier we're at the library. They must be announcing some program mm-hmm. or something. In it's good to be back. Violating their own be quiet rules, <laughs> you know, rules of silence in the library. What if we were in here, like, recording, like, a number one hit song, and that and came then on? You'd have to just keep it in the track. People would be like, what's or that Or a number noise? one hit podcast. Come yeah. on. Oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot about that. The number one hit podcast in Akron. <laughs> The only weekly podcast in Akron. That's right. We're the number one podcast on L-Tunes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah, Greg, uh, so what other things do you do when you're not traveling the world and taking your kids to visit uh, people mm-hmm. who are homeless and, mm-hmm. and working out at, at ungodly hours of the morning? Too early. <laughs> uh, what else do I do? Well, I do like to write. Um, so I've written for the Acronist before. Y- you have, yes. Uh, yeah. wor- working class vegan man, working which is a, a really man, good yeah. column. And and yeah, you you're you're not the typical vegan. Like if I if you, I were to meet you on the street, oh, I man, wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't say this guy's vegan. You know, you don't have dreadlocks. My wa- um, <laughs> I know. My wife Tara and I were just talking about this last night about you know when you that that word vegan, you get an image in your head. This is yep. a vegan, and it's usually. It's like either maybe someone's snooty or snobby, or someone who's just that's exactly baked where I out. went. That's ex- the snooty snobby. That's yeah. exactly where I went. And yeah, I didn't want to say it, but you said it, so <laughs> I'm just saying that's exactly what I was thinking. Someone that's all yeah. like, "Well, is it vegan?" Yeah, and that we have a rule book that you have to follow. Like uh, it's in my back pocket. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> that doesn't qualify. Right. I'll bring it up at the next vegan weekly meeting. Gosh. Well, yeah. well, you you ever hear that joke? How, how do you know when you meet a vegan? D- I don't worry, they'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. That's the other thing. Yeah, that's it, the And so, thing. yeah, like if, if you were to meet Greg, like on the street or whatever, you'd probably want to invite him to go have a burger and a beer with you. Like mm-hmm. he's very, you know, yeah. and I like I'll that. I'll take the beer. The, thus the working class vegan man. And I think you've written some really uh, thought-provoking articles from that perspective. And another thing that you and your wife both do is you, you really – Give great advice on how to eat healthy mm-hmm. and cheap because there's yeah. this there's a misconception that if you're if you're you know don't have a lot of money then you have to eat like crap or you have to eat mm-hmm. you know fast food or high sodium food and there are yeah. and, and, and it's it, just the it, opposite that's it, it caused me to realize yeah there are so many great options out there I would that love are some I would love some tips right now because like what no, seriously a peanut butter and jelly yeah, sandwich they, these I guys eat. are in their twenties and, and now, their okay. bachelor pad so they I need know. some. Our, we didn't uh, have bowls. We healthy. didn't have bowls the other day, so I used a, a pan, a pot, like a like <laughs> making soup at for cereal. I, I thought you were gonna like, say a frisbee. No, not yeah. like that. But but no, um, I do eat a PB and J every day at work. Okay. Uh, yeah, I work uh, six to two, six to three usually. So I take PB and J, a banana, orange, uh, crackers, and stuff like that, and I eat mm-hmm. throughout the day. And I snack at work, but when I get home, that's where I think we mm-hmm. need help because mm-hmm. usually it's fast food. We're always on the run. Cody and I were always running somewhere. But yeah. what are some tips that you you could you know think of right now that uh, right. 
could could help out. Well, first of all, before I get into, I mean, everybody's different. That's okay. the first thing that you have to understand. Well, here I am now. I'm a vegan telling you what, what is it? isn't that what we were just talking about? <laughs> but everybody's different, so you, you, everybody has their own kind of. Um, you know, the, the food that's really going to give them energy or the thing that drags them down. Um, so I think it's, it's good to kind of experiment with What are that. some things that you guys do? Maybe that's what I should be asking. What's, what's some things that you guys do? Well, I, <clears throat> I think the best advice uh, for someone who's on the move and kind of wants to eat healthy but, you know, cheaply is we go by kind of a cook once, eat twice kind of mentality where... You know, you, you make a meal. I don't know. Maybe it's a pasta dish, let's say, or okay. a rice dish, rice and beans, let's let's say. Um, and you make enough so that it can last over a, f- a few days. Okay. And you can kind of alter it as you go. So maybe the first night it's just, <laughs> let's go basic, beans and rice. Uh, then you, next day, you throw some salsa on it or some avocado on it. Maybe you throw some corn in it and just change it up. So just a few things to change it up a little bit if 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 you want to, but you make enough so that it can last for a while, and that way you don't get fatigued by trying to, every night, trying to cook something that's healthy. That's good advice. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's good. great advice. <laughs> and and I, I have to admit, after talking to Greg at one time, I went out and bought lentil beans, which oh, is yeah, like 60 yeah, cents yeah. for a bag, and okay, you yeah. could get like multiple meals out of it, and they, mm. they were really good. Yeah, the, and the bag and They're meaty, too. They're, yeah. for someone who doesn't eat, you know, for, I, I do eat meat, but, but it was a good substitute, mm-hmm. you know, for that, I think. Yeah, the, the dried legumes or like the lentils or the, the black beans, those, you know, when you get them dried, you can get just a ton for nothing, and then you kind of soak them and warm them up, and that's how you, you, you eat them. But the protein value in something like a lentil is pretty powerful. We don't think of it that way. Um, people think they got to get their protein from, you know, from I don't know, the big steakhouse. I was trying to think of the place at the mall. The, I don't know what <laughs> Roadhouse. It is. Outback. <laughs> sure. Outback. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just go in there and rough up a cowboy and like take a steak, <laughs> just drown it. A <laughs> one steak sauce. There so, I go. so have you ever? How long have you been a vegan? Um, I'd say six years. Okay, so yeah. so you have had Swenson's burgers and you have had. Oh yeah, growing okay. up. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, love Swenson's and Skyway. I loved them both. Skyway, yeah. Okay, equal. You're you're you're, you're all about equality. <laughs> so so mm-hmm. I, I wanna I wanna go back to the the thing with the the kids taking them to yeah. you know the experiences. It seems like one thing I see with with, with some of your teaching and in, in your career. Um, as of now, is is offering these experiences mm-hmm. for young people, yeah. and what? How does that change their perspective? Well, excellent question, Chris. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I wanted to ask it earlier, and I, I th- forgot. I think it's a fantastic question. <laughs> thank you. And, uh, I, you should probably be asking my students to tell you the truth. But <laughs> okay. let me just give you my philosophy. First of all, I I do believe, um, as a especially as a social studies teacher. Well, first of all like definition, social studies teacher in the state of Ohio, I'm there to kind of create these participating democratic, you know, citizens. So how best to get them participating than to actually put them in the role where they're actively engaged and going through the the process. So most of what I do is always trying to get my students active and engaged. And a lot of times that deals with taking them out of the classroom. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a big proponent of 
field trips of any kind. I don't care if it's a math field trip or a social studies field trip. Just get them out of the classroom and do something real because I think in the long run, those are the skills that are going to benefit them the most. Um, to have them sit in my classroom day after day and memorize stuff from a textbook is, I mean, it's pointless. Um, so I'm, I'm big into pulling the concentration from content as a social studies teacher, pulling the content out. Well, not out completely, but moving the focus from content to kind of the process and the skills. And you can only kind of test and practice those skills by being on the, sh on the spot. Um, so that's why I like to take the kids out into the van, hang out with the homeless population here. Here's a real-life situation, guys, uh, that exists in this country. Now please engage and, you know, talk with people. That's another problem. Kids don't have the opportunity to actually one-on-one, -on -one, you know, converse with people, and so their communication skills are, are pretty poor. Um, or get them overseas in that kind of active environment. Or create assignments where the kids got to go out in the community and interview people and come back with information and kind of build a thesis off of those interviews. Um, that's, that's my philosophy. Um, now to make that work in a world history class, you got to finagle some things, but it, it works. Yeah, and you and you take them out of their comfort zone, which is really awesome. It's so, that's yeah. very and, and Ryan, Ryan, you would and love hate this it. project. Yeah, I'm sure they hate it. <laughs> they hate it now, but on one day they're going to really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. You would love the Project Hope thing. It's 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 heartwarming. I mean, they they become friends with a lot of the yeah. people they visit, and they become on equal footing. You know what I mean? Even though one one group is clearly more advantaged than the other in that in that mm -hmm. interaction, but. They, you see this this equality emerge, and they're and they're kind of on equal footing. And the I think that's really important. It's, it's amazing. for young kids. I mean, yeah. speaking. I'm not, I'm not straight out of high school, but you know, I've, I'm um, definitely younger. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> yeah, much younger. But they, they point this out almost on a weekly basis. Well, no, we don't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We but, haven't been here in a while. Co right. Cody more than you. But, but the forty coming, the forty year olds have the numbers tonight. <laughs> Dang, <I think>. that's <laughs> right. But coming from a younger generation, I think that's very important to get out there and actually talk with. The community talk with people talk with like you said the homeless population to get mm -hmm. them out there in real world scenarios that they're not going to get by sitting in a classroom um yeah. some of my most some of my best memories growing up is my dad with a my dad was a youth pastor mm -hmm. so we would go to haven arrest every wednesday night uh, about once a month and we would go to haven arrest and we would uh, do stories with the kids or we'd teach the moms that, or we would bag up uh, cans and stuff and I'll tell you what it was one I love those memories of going and doing that stuff and I yeah. you learn you get experiences and you learn stuff yeah. in that that you wouldn't get by like you said sitting in a classroom yeah and you remember those experiences yeah. I mean anymore you can use your iPhone to just tap a few times and you can send water to like Zimbabwe or you know yeah. something like that I mean you can do things like that which is awesome yeah you can please do that yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's in my lesson plan. So I, I have my students do that, but um, but it's so easy to not engage with other people. But the, I think the more you don't engage, the easier it becomes to ignore and dismiss. You know the the problems that uh, that you know exist. What's the overall? What would you say the overall feedback from your kids? Do they usually like it, or I mean, as Chris joked, yeah. sometimes they hate it, mm -hmm. but when they're doing it, but. Have you heard from past students of what, what they've thought about it? I mean, mm -hmm. what kind of feedback have you gotten? Yeah. Um, so two things, because, Chris, you asked me 
do my students like what I the, kind of the experiential <laughs> learning stuff? And really, I, you know, I think there's a few different types of students and some do do like it. And I, I think for the most part, students do like it. But there's a, you know, a population that it's not their thing. They want to learn a different way. And we have to understand that there's different learners. But in terms of Project Hope, I've never experienced a student who didn't like it. I mean, that's over seven years of doing it. I've never awesome. experienced wow. a student who didn't like it. And I've never experienced a student who didn't come back. Um, and we've had students come back who have graduated and want to hang out with us because they're, they want to see how the guys, how is Billy doing? Um, and they just want to come back and ha hang out with us. So we've had kids who have even graduated college who have, who have come back. So it's pretty awesome. Um, and, and some students have gone off onto college and they want to go into, uh, you know, lines of work that use kind of some of those skills or that fall in line with with project hope so social work or doing things overseas with less fortunate people so i think we've had an impact we um i i've done this with another teacher jason horinger at hoban and he and i have we've done it since the beginning and he and i have kind of in a way joked but not really um we do not project hope is not about saving um, and fixing the homeless problem. I think that's a, a whole different topic that the city of Akron could take on and maybe work on that. I mean, in a way, we kind of use them for our students. Uh, I mean, yeah, we, we're always laughing when we're out there and everybody's having a good time, but in a way, we are using the homeless population for our students to present them with a, here's a real life situation now, can you can you deal with it? Um, I think that's a different perspective and a different thing that a lot of other organizations kind of do. Yeah, and and I would I wouldn't say necessarily using them. Yeah, I, I think they're very. The times I've been out with you guys, um, they're very appreciative, yeah. and and they they love the mm -hmm. companionship because, as you probably know, you read an article about the interviews with homeless people. Um, the one thing they say that the, the, what they need from people isn't necessarily money mm -hmm. or it's, it's to be treated like a human yeah. being. It's, it's, be it's not to yeah. look past them, to mm -hmm. actually look them in yeah. the eyes, to, you know, to treat them like people, that, that regain their dignity. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's invaluable, mm -hmm. I think. The, the human contact is invaluable. Yeah. Yeah, they can go get food anywhere. Any, any night in Akron, yeah. oh, for sure. there's some yeah. organization giving out food. Yeah, but, you won't go hungry. No. Right. And, and these kids, um, you know, it's private schools, so a lot of them come from more privileged backgrounds. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just – it's great. And I, it, it makes me look back on my own high school experience, and I wish I would have had teachers – take me out of the classroom into more mm -hmm. social situations like oh, that yeah, for sure um i i don't know i i would be i would be a different person today not the not the jerk i am right now <laughs> Gosh, yeah i'm so annoyed <laughs> he's such a jerk Gosh, every week but you know we've gotten so it's it's funny because we whether it's me or jason or some of the kids who have gone out on pretty regular basis we've gotten so comfortable with kind of joking with the guys and women who are out there that we will say things that other people will be like, you shouldn't say that about homeless people. <laughs> well, no, we hang out with them. I mean, it's, they're human too. They joke, you know, they're not, right. they don't want to be treated as little, you know, catered puppy dogs. Fragile. Like Fragile, yeah. yes. Yeah. 
So, so you know, you mentioned that you're a writer. Um, what are your What are some of your favorite things to write? I know you write a you write a mm. column for us, and mm. you write a blog, and mm-hmm. you, you do a really funny thing on Instagram where you like do chalkboard <laughs> drawings and what? take pictures yeah. of them. Like they're they're like recollections <laughs> of student conversations. They're really funny. Yeah. yeah, I must see these. Yeah, so we'll we'll have you give your. And I guess I can't show the, any of them right now. Your, your social but. media. Uh, uh, you know yeah. names Plugs. and monikers at the very end, but yeah. So what what kind of things do you like to write? What are you? Um, well, oh, that's a great question. Excellent like question, Chris Miller. <laughs> Again, like two for two. Yeah. <laughs> She's on a be roll a today, man. I don't know if my answers are living. I feel up to intimidated the by over here. Th- they are. They're, they're um, I I do like to write a lot, and that could be a, just a quirky poem. Uh, my buddies and I like to write these things called HZs. What we, the homogenous zone, which are just little sentence or two sentence worth of just strange, monotonous moments, and try to turn it into something creative. And I like doing, you know, talking to people, like with the doing an acronym story where you talk to someone and kind of build a story from an interview. And I like to poke fun at things. So poking fun at my students with, you know, the little silly chalk drawings that you were talking about. By the way, Mr. Greg Milo on Instagram. Mr. Is, Greg Milo. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, too, you're and Mr. On Twitter, Greg yeah. Milo. I'm always okay. Mr. Greg Milo. <laughs> I don't know how, that must just be coincidence that everything I do is Mr. Greg and Milo. It's better than being Mrs. Greg Milo, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> right, yeah, well, Tara might have a different opinion right. on that one. Um, and I'm currently writing a book. I wrote a and I also write serious things about education and how we could fix, well, from my point of view, fix education, especially social studies. So I wrote an article for Education Week back in the fall, and the publisher picked it up and asked me if I wanted to write a book. And uh, wow! originally I said no, because I didn't want oh. any more responsibility. But then I said, okay, what the heck, I'll try writing a I'll book. I'll write a book. Yeah. So I'm currently writing and nearly finished with that uh, book called Rebooting History, just trying to give a little bit more life, new life, to what I think history is, I'll go biased here, a dead kind of um, subject in the way that it's kind of traditionally taught, rather than the active stuff we were talking about earlier. Um, and I've, I've, yeah, written quirky things that probably nobody will ever see, and I hope they don't. Yeah. Well, you you and Jason had mentioned writing some sort of book about your Project Hope experience, which I mm-hmm. hope you guys <laughs> do at some point. Seriously, I think yeah. it'd be. You, I mean, you've met so many people, and it'd I be know quite you guys a project. Do, do a blog, it would be quite a project. <laughs> Never ending. Um, the number of photos that we have from Project Hope, and the number of writings, really from the kids. That's what we were hoping to compile. And we, that's all a cool the, idea. Yeah, all the materials there. Right. It's just we have never been able to put it uh, really put it together in fact I stole some of those writings and some of the stuff from my own book so <laughs> oops that's alright yeah. they're, they're, no they're under 18 they have no rights in yeah. this. <laughs> just plunder from yeah. their the creative uh, creative property <laughs> so so um now you're you're a long time Akron guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. we, this is the so question we love to this ask. This is Go a ahead. perfect. You're a perfect Hello. guest because mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. we we, we ask we ask guest. people why why Akron? Why do you stay in Akron? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a you great mean, question. You mean other than not being able to sell my house? That'll never happen. <laughs> okay, that that's a fair enough answer. I don't think we've heard that answer before. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, in all honesty, um, mm, I. <laughs> 
this is going to sound like a Cleveland sports fan type thing, but I really feel like some energy is happening in Akron, and I don't want to miss out on it. I want to be part of it. And I feel like if I, because I did live in Nashville for a few years, and I lived in Erie, PA. I moved away for a while. Um, I just don't want to miss out on, I guess it's maybe just being selfish. I don't want to miss out on some of the cool things that are happening. And uh, yeah, that's. I think there's a lot of cool things happening. I don't, yeah, I, I, I think that's awesome. I mean, that's, when we ask that question, we love answering that or asking that questions to our guests because we get every type of answer, but mm-hmm. I would say most of them are because they want to be here, not mm-hmm. because they're stuck here or whatever, but they want to be here because yep. there's interesting things going on here in Akron. And like you just said, you don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss out. Mm-hmm. Now, were you born in Akron or were you born, like you said, in Nashville or PA or? A- Akron. Oh, yeah. you were. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you moved to Nashville and PA as an adult, like after After college, yeah. College. I'm like, okay. I want to get a job in baseball. So I moved down to Nashville to work for the uh, Nashville Sounds. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if we, I don't know if I knew that before. I, I think mm-hmm. you may have mentioned that. Okay. That was my other life. To be a sports writer? Uh, <laughs> that was a good idea. Oh, I wish I could go back and uh, Just to work in the front office, I was doing promotions and group sales and box office stuff and so, so what's the Nashville Sound mascot? A giant treble clef? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, treble, treble I wish clef. I had the hat because it is—it's a, a note. <laughs> no way. Um, but the coolest <laughs> thing that they have is the scoreboard is an enormous guitar with the innings running down the neck of the guitar. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, oh, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been to Nashville for work uh, in my previous job and. <laughs> It was amazing, different, like, I expected just to see country music down yeah, there. Yeah, me too, it right, was right. everything, you yeah. know, every street corner has a different musician playing yeah. a different style yeah. of music. At all, all times of the and day. And they're all good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I, I know a lot of professional musicians will go down there and busk just, mm-hmm. you know, just to make some gas money or whatever, just to get some experience playing out. Yeah. So um, so what, what are some of your favorite things to do in Akron? Yeah, any favorite hangouts, restaurants? Uh, places to go i've really been swept up by the new mustard seed in highland square yeah Yeah, i'm almost embarrassed to say how many times a week i go there but it's a great place if i'm if i need to do work at home first of all i can't do work at home so i leave and it used to be the nervous dog and i still go to nervous dog sometimes um i guess i should say nervous dog mustard seed down in highland square my Mm -hmm. two my two hangs sure um other than that i nowhere else okay have you been in the poly kitchen in north Hill? Uh, yes yes mm-hmm. i love that place yeah, yeah. And, and they're they're vegan friendly i think they have right. a Do you know miss julie miss julie's kitchen miss julie yeah i've been to miss okay. julie's yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay. she's a, she's, she's a, cool a former cat. former guest former guest of soap yes and swenson's has a salad boy right is uh, that yeah. what it's called <laughs> <laughs> the salad boy they just yeah, leave we, the, the, the burger off and just put the lettuce on a bun <laughs> yeah you just nibble that's a real thing lettuce. it is the salad oh, boy yeah because they have the galley boy which is their, oh. one of their signature uh, uh burgers so um let's see so you can find greg at mr greg milo mm-hmm. and what what are your aspirations for the future do you want to be a teacher do oh you, my gosh in, into, like into old age three I know. four three. <laughs> oh my gosh chris excellent question how, how am i batting here great <laughs> could, could play for the nashville sound yeah uh do i want to be a teacher going into the future yeah um, just what what do you see yourself doing as a as an old gentleman you know what do you do you want to be being I, I imagine writing will be a part of that yeah i think i'll always write i don't think i can stop myself from writing um <clears throat> you know i 
Well, two things. Let me just say this. The other day, um, I was just kind of sitting there. Just my brain was just filled with so much information, and I just could not kind of file through it all. And I just thought, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a janitor. <laughs> and nothing against janitors. I just think that there's a, a kind of a calm and free. You're by yourself. Kind of like how you were mentioning yep. kind of being... I, and I'll just, tell you what. I'm not trying to cut you off. I'll tell no. you what. Um, I think it was Einstein who said that. He said that um, when he would have problems that he would go take a menial job or something because yeah. when you're doing a menial job and you're, doing, you're pushing a button, you're busting tables, you're mopping the floors, whatever, the one part of your brain is working on that stuff mm-hmm. and it's like barely working and the back part of your brain mm-hmm. is going crazy with ideas. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you what, I have a notebook at, my, at work that I'm always writing stuff down in, always yeah. writing down song ideas and lyrics and... Um, podcast ideas and comedy ideas I do stand up and improv too so like I'm always just writing when I'm mm-hmm. at work because that part of your brain's just going crazy so I, I yeah. absolutely understand exactly what you're talking yeah. about right and now nothing against the the maintenance dudes at our school work their butts off so it's not like you're not working it's just that right. it's a different type of oh yeah working. a different yeah. type it doesn't uh, follow you when you leave well yeah you know I, yeah. I i long for the days where i don't have to go home i run a website so i'm constantly tinkering with mm-hmm. it constantly and but he, here's here's what we probably didn't get to i think you want to be a janitor because you like throwing sawdust on <laughs> vomit oh, yeah. remember that uh, yeah. i don't know if they was still it? do the sawdust thing i feel like this yeah. is like a what is going on is this a story or was something? It, it was like an orange-ish was no. it sawdust? I, I, well, when I was a kid, just, I just remember the janitor. Whenever a kid would get sick, yeah, they would throw and, sawdust. Wasn't it? Yeah. I thought it was cat litter. I, I don't know. That, that not, would work too. I, I don't guess. think we could afford cat litter in my school. <laughs> sawdust. Yeah, it was actually the barn out back that they just kept Sand. sawing down. Yes, the, yes. That's oh, right. barn some out back. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. You so you want maybe maybe the future for you is something that's uh, kind of solitary and reflective. Yeah. I see that as like it's your Walden Pond. Yeah, right. Maybe in thirty years, if I can hold off to being seventy. Um, in the meantime, um, I I really do get a kick out of education. Um, I just to be honest, not a big fan of where it is at the moment, specifically standardized tests and things like that. And I'm a big that's always awesome to hear a teacher talk like that. I'm, I'm just <laughs> telling you, that's always great yeah. when you hear a teacher like, I love to do what I do, not because I love making kids take standardized tests, oh, but I love, yeah. love helping kids develop their minds and, yeah. and to being adults. I love when I hear teachers talk about that. Like I said, coming not straight out of high school, I'm freaking graduated 2010, so it was a couple, you know, it was years ago, but I had teachers that I, I don't want to name names or anything, but I know what they cared about was tests, and yeah. I love hearing teachers like yourself, um, that, that's not what they care about, they care about shaping and molding young minds. Yeah, right. Well, I, I don't think, a, I think a lot of teachers don't like standardized tests. No, I, I think that's something that is a lot of teachers have spoken out against and really want to try to avoid into the future. Oh, why? Yeah. Oh, it's my phone. I think it's always your Sorry. phone doing that. I'm noise. trying to look up. See, we're, we're reaching the point where we're going to have to talk about r- events r- and wrap stuff. this up. And, and are, are any events coming up you'd want to yeah. promote or anything you're participating in or hosting? Um, or? Uh, yeah. Well, let me just say this first. Speaking of enjoying education and not doing standardized tests and getting kids to do active things, yeah. I, l- I would love to see myself in the future being someone who's in a role who can coordinate activities for, st- for kids who are in high school or in college and put them in contact 
with businesses or nonprofits, just get them active in the community so that there's a relationship between you know the c greater community and the the schools i think i really think that's the the future of education now how you put that kind of system together not not sure exactly on a high school level but you know the university of akron has their excel program which i think is a really awesome way to get kids and they do programs for high school students but get them involved in activities in the community but also put them in contact almost like n helping them network um, and it helps it helps the businesses too because if the kids already have a foothold in where they want to go and maybe right. they have networked with other people in the community then it just uh, it helps that relationship and businesses you know, love young people too they love, <laughs> yeah they love getting young people yeah. that actually want to work um, but you asked me about things going on in the community yes sir oh. <laughs> Um, wait, let me just, one time I was being interviewed by Vivian Goodman and uh, she wanted an answer and I just kept walking around the answer, not on purpose, I just wasn't answering her and she finally just shut everything down and she said, just answer the question. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm not going to just answer yeah, the we question. Yeah, don't, we don't get violent or anything, so. Oh, yeah, she not, wasn't, <laughs> yeah. That's just my kind of sensitive not on the first right, one. Right. perspective. Um, well, my buddy Jason, he's opening up Birchwood Supply. That's on Merriman mm -hmm. Road, kind of close to Rockneys off of uh, Market Street. It's like a salvage, yeah. uh, reused yeah. type oh, cool. of art. I love artsy. that. Yeah, it's yeah. a cool. It looks like a cool place. I need still need to check yeah. it out. So he has another pop up this weekend on May twenty first, twenty second. But I think July fourth or somewhere in there is his his uh, for sure opening. So okay. just be on the lookout for oh, it. Oh, cool. So it's not open yet. It's more he's. Yeah, it's just kind of these little pop-up things along the way. Awesome. So be on the lookout for pop-ups okay. and also the l legit opening. And that's the Jason who you were the Project Hope. Project, Project Hope, yeah. Uh, yeah, partner. And, yeah, he's a great guy, too. He's hilarious. So And also be on the lookout for uh, our my podcast, which is just on education with my buddy Micah Krause, the art teacher who I've done my uh, international trips with. And, oh, my gosh, I don't, if you have any questions or if you want to send us any ideas for our podcast, you can email us at teachers at recesstalk.org. Okay, teachers at recesstalk.org. So is recess talk the... Recess is our podcast. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, because we like to make things oh, happen. It's just called recess. So we'll once once it's out there, we'll definitely cross cross post on yeah, Squirrels of Actor and cross know, platform. We've got a we've got a wild bunch of followers. I'm just kidding. We do. <laughs> we love you all. I know they, they we love you. Engaged, I know we love I you so say. much. I, I manage a lot of Facebook uh, pages, and that one gets a ton of engagement. Mm -hmm. I'll say so. So, Go ahead, Chris, what events you got coming up? All right, yeah. Let's see. Let's see uh, if you steal any of mine. I probably will. Let's see. This week we've got um, that one-time downtown storytelling event is at Jilly's Thursday night at five thirty. Um, May twentieth is a is a storytelling event called Motherhood at the Civic Theater at eight p.m. Uh, Brenda Cummins, Heather Burns, uh, Wandering Aesthetics guys they're they're all hosting it and it's it's going to be a really cool thing. Um, Crafts and Drafts at Thirsty Dog on the twenty first. There's a thing called the the Bio Blitz going on at Cuyahoga Valley National Park um, Friday and Saturday where um, you can help identify different species out in the wild. And I think, I, I don't know if that's at Howl Meadow or not. There, there's actually an article on the Akronis that we posted today. Um, also on Friday, Ohio's first poet laureate will be speaking at Summit Art Space. 
and he's a Neomed grad, um, Amit Ma- Mamudar, uh, and he's, you know, it's, it's going to coincide with the fusion exhibit, which is basically taking art with science and biomimicry. Um, so this is at 5.30 p.m., really cool event, L- lots going on Friday. Um, what else? There's also something really interesting going on here at the library next week. Uh, next, it's next Tuesday evening. It's called Bog Bodies Uncovered, and two archaeology students is going to talk are going to talk about these thing. These they're they're like an ancient mystery. They're preserved so well. You can do forensic. Uh, collection and figure out like what food they ate. Their organs what? are still intact. Like they're preserved in these bogs. Um, Where? It's uh, <laughs> like around here. Uh, no peat bogs. Ones ones in uh, ones a Danish peat bog. It oh, says gosh. so in, in, in Europe. Um, but they're prehistoric bog bodies. So these uh, University of Akron students. It's a free oh. event. It's at uh, six p.m. next Tuesday, May twenty fourth. Um, I'm sure I'm leaving a lot of stuff out, but I'll, I'll let Ryan go ahead and take over here. All right. So Monday, nope, today is Monday. Uh, on Wednesday and Thursday uh, of this week, there are there is auditions for Beauty and the Beast at Dynamics Community Theater. It is the community theater that I'm a part of out in Talmadge. Um, be ready to sing a cappella and bring a photo that you will not get back. Haha. Um, this Thursday is live at Lock 4. Now, this is a really cool event that the Devil Ship, uh, Chris Horn, um, is putting together. Uh, if I can, I'm going to try to make it I've down there. I've heard of that guy. Yeah, I know. We've, we've heard of that guy before. But it's called Live at Lock 4 featuring – okay, I'm going to mess up his name. But I've seen it before. This is really cool. Kofi. Kofi Boboche. I know. I think, I, I, think that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. But And Je- and, and yours truly and Jeff Clement and Letters. Now, here's the cool thing. My little sister, I just posted a video on Sproles of Akron. Uh, her defunct uh, band from high school, from Coventry High School, they just performed at Teens Rock 2016 at the Akron Library a couple weeks ago, and I posted a video, and the MC was Kofi, and he was a cool guy, and I didn't even know he did music, but uh, I'm excited to get to actually yeah, see he, him. He's play. an amazing musician, great public speaker. Greg and I saw him speak. At, yeah, at a, I mean, he was at the at like event. I said, he was MC and he was great. He, and then he, Jeff Clem, I mean, we know that guy too. He's awesome. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, we'll, then, we'll have to have Kofi on as a as a guest. Sometime. Yeah, I think so. I think that'd be cool. Be that is this Thursday from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Um, let's see what is next. Oh, uh, this Friday night at um, uh, Antic. Uh, up in Kaga Falls, there is the play Almost Maine. Some of my friends are in that, so they wanted me to plug that. Uh, after that, let's see. The next one that I have, you've got just about all of them, Chris. Ooh, is on Memorial Day weekend. So it is on Thursday, Friday, and then two shows on Saturday. The show that Cody and I, Cody and I are directing, Goldilocks on Trial, is... Um, <laughs> it's really funny. It's a funny show. It is... Uh, we are... The show dates, like I said, are Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Two shows on Saturday, not 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 on Sunday, and that is at the Norton Community Center. Um, check out uh, Next Generation Next Generation Players on Facebook for more info. And the next thing I have to say is May twenty eighth, the Electric Pressure Cooker. That is also that last Saturday in this month, um, and it will be at None Too Fragile Theater, Pub Rico, Pub Rico. down in the Valley. So that I think that is all the events I have. Do you have anything, Greg? I think you guys nailed every single event. Okay. 
<laughs> I just look through my Facebook event invites. And I, I get so many of them too. I just look through just look through those. Okay, well, thanks, thanks so much, Greg, for being on. Um, he's a definitely a man of the community, multi talented. He's also a musician too. We didn't really talk about that. I know. That, yeah, right. He was going to bring his axe and do some shredding here. He today, wanted to have a musical threesome time. between <laughs> us. He That's did. What yes. He said. yes, he did. Yeah. Those are his words, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I'll dream about a, it tonight. A platonic <laughs> musical threesome. So um, yeah, this podcast is brought to you by the Akron Samakani Public Library in conjunction with Akronist.com. Um, Ryan and Cody, Chris and Liz, Urban Eats, you know, we're usually over at Urban Eats, so they're they're great, uh, great local business. You should definitely check out Musica. Um, visit Greg at, or find Greg at Mr. Greg Milo. That's right. On, on Instagram, Twitter, um, Greg Milo on Facebook, uh, Facebook stalk him if you want. Uh, <laughs> and Recess, the podcast, look out for that because that's, I, I'm sure that's going to be really entertaining and yeah. I look forward to hearing it. So, all right. As always, Thanks, guys. keep it keep it an, an Akron, Akron day. day.